Hello, welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today I want to talk about a thought that has been on my mind for some time now, in my spirit. And I hope and believe that when you listen to this, when you listen to it, you will not remain the same. Your your outlook, your perspective will change from what it has been. And what am I talking about today? I'm looking at the blessings that we have received from God and seems like we are not getting it as we should. But what could be the reason for this? See, this is what we know. We know that when Jesus died and resurrected, died, was buried and resurrected the third day, we know the old hurts changed. We know the spiritual uh, heavens, the oppressions, everything actually changed. We know from scriptures that what God did with Jesus Christ was not to rest, was greater than what was existing before. We know that God created a new system that is infallible. We know, we know this, and we understand that what we have today is perfect. It has no flaws. It doesn't have any blemish. It has no spots. It is infallible, like I've said earlier. But one of the greatest attributes of this new system is the fact that it does not have the ability to fall. In other words, it's not possible for this system to fail. That's one thing it has, one of the things it has that the old system didn't have. The old system could fail and the old system failed. Does that mean that unlike the old system where man had choice and, you know, through their choice, they made the wrong choice and destroyed the system? Does that mean that God has taken away our ability to choose now? No. What God did, he did it legally. And what God did is to make us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What God did was to recreate a new man in us. A new man that doesn't have the ability to sin, to fail. Then you are asking me, who are these people you are talking about? Surely it can't be the Christians. Mm. Well, the new man is a spiritual being. Some will say spirit. The new man is different from the old. The old man is Adam himself. The new man is Christ, the second Adam, the last Adam. So we know this, that the new man has chosen already. The new man has chosen righteousness. The day you received Jesus, the day you received Christ, the day you received salvation was the day you made the ultimate decision to be who God wants you to be. 
let me explain this a bit jesus christ was made our prototype he was made our example and what does that mean our example in other words he is all that we are supposed to be it is the old man you see the new man is is his choice what am i talking about here whose choice the new man is his choice of the old man who made the choice the old man what is the product of that choice the new man in other words the old man is given the gospel now the old man which is adam is given the choice to choose to be born again if he makes that choice and chooses christ chooses to receive christ what happens is this that choice produces the new man and the new man is a product of the choice of the old man so the old man is the one who has the requirement god requires of the old man god requires of the old man god requires of the old man to choose right and if he chooses right he gets to be the new man the new man is infallible perfect the new man is the choice of god the new man is the righteousness of god in christ jesus the new man is see when you become born again that's it that is it you don't go back to the ideals to the thoughts to the ways of the old man the old man is gone forever the moment you become born again the old man is gone you may have you definitely have the memories of the old man but your understanding of the data the information that you had is different because you interpret your past present and future differently now from the perspective of the word of god through the word of god because now you can interpret things differently and that's the key that's what people don't understand that's why religion is a dangerous terrible thing for the new creation the new creation has no need of religion the new man now has the wisdom of god the spirit of god the discernment abilities of God, the ability to interpret rightly, to discern, to divide the word of truth, to discern the information available to him. Now, let me give you an example. The old man is subject to sin. The old man is subject to, to falls. The old man is subject to errors. The old man is subject to the manipulation of the devil. The new man is not so. The new man is the victory of God, the defeat of Satan. Meaning that, whereas the old man, they could say something to him like, okay, uh, wow, there's a terrible cause in your family. You are suffering from, um, uh, you know, you're suffering from curses. You're suffering from uh, 
demonic family patterns in your family you know you this happened to you because this happened to your ma mama your grandma your grandpa this happened because this happened to in your family so you have uh, all these things in your family that you are now subject to so you need deliverance from all these things you need to let go of these things that's the old man unfortunately people become people think that is applicable to the new man it's not so so what does the new man do with such information firstly they are false it doesn't apply to him secondly he can interpret the he can interpret the information rightly rightly he has a different mindset now the mindset of victory he's not trying to win he is a winner he's more than a conqueror so you don't as a new creation you don't have the mindset of wanting to win no that is that is not right don't do that you didn't know before now now you know don't try to win trying to win means you have not won the bible says you are more than a conqueror you are more than a winner you have won already so you go and approach every issue past present or future with the mindset of a winner you won already you may not have all the details at the moment but one detail you have is this you are a winner so if you look at that same situation that has bothered you all this while with the mindset of the just with the wisdom of god which is that you have won already you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus you are all these things god says about the new creation already if you look at things that way you will change the narrative you will change the way things are because the change starts with you it starts with you let's say there has been poverty in the family there has been violence there have been a lot of calamities in the family and it's been there for decades i mean you can trace it back a hundred years you know and all that so how do you approach that information the information is this nobody everybody nobody uh, prospers in this family yeah that's the information you've always had so how do you change the information it's simple you look at the information from the perspective of god the word of god it says you are rich you are prosperous you are complete you are blameless unreprovable now when you look at that information you interpret it or reinterpret it with these truths so when they say oh nobody prospers in this family you say no i prosper i prosper it's not just that you are saying it is you actually believe it because god says so that's what faith is god tells you you believe it the moment you start up you know looking at the situation with the eyes of god with the word of god when you begin to think differently what happens to the situation is this according to the law of creation the law of the universe as a man thinketh so is he what the devil has done to mankind is to manipulate their emotions their five senses to make them think negatively and he knows that your life will be according to what you think of yourself predominantly your you see your your life produces for you what your dominant thoughts are 
deep within you. You may say something different, but deep within you, you are thinking lack, poverty, shame, disgrace, failure. All these things are embedded within you deep inside. That's what is determining your 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 approach to life, your 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 mindset. You are saying, Oh, I'm going to prosper. But deep inside of you, you believe you will never make it because you've seen your father fail, you've seen your grandpa fail, you've seen your mom fail, you've seen family members fail. So that is deep inside of you. That's the way you really think about your life. You expect yourself to fail. And it's deep. It's you see, it can be hidden from you. Those negative thoughts can be hidden from you. They can be hidden from you. It's possible. And many, you see, these thoughts are championed by devils, evil spirits. Evil spirits are hidden from the conscious mind. So what am I saying? You need to approach things with the word of God. What happens when you begin doing this is this. When you begin, let's say, consciously say, I'm going to prosper, I'm going to do well. But deep inside of you, you expect yourself to fail. You are not you are you are not even aware of this, you're oblivious to this. Then the word of God comes to you and says, You are going to prosper. And you consciously say, Yeah, I'm going to prosper. Then you begin to think deep on the word of God. Not in I'm not talking about positive affirmations. I'm talking the word of God, what the word of God says about you. I'm not saying good things. I'm saying what the word of God says about you. Of course, the word of God says good things about you, great things about you. We know that. But you see, you can say a good thing that is not necessarily the word of God. You might get a, a thought that is good, but not coming from the word of god you understand what i'm saying so you begin to think about what the word of god says concerning you and that situation and you begin to meditate on it you begin to ponder it begin to think it then you begin to you know say it you know you begin to speak the next thing you see your confidence level would grow what happens at that time is that the word of god that you are meditating on we go into the deep parts of your mind the subconscious mind and challenge the negative thoughts that you have concerning yourself and your out you know and your life deep inside your mind oblivious to you you are thinking i'm going to fail i'm never going to make it no good things good things won't last in my life so in you know in that particular case now when good things happen to you deep inside you of you you expect it not to last you you get into a good relationship you find a good man or a good woman deep inside of you you don't expect it to last so you you brace yourself for breakups that was not there to begin with your mind begins to prepare for disappointment your mind begins to prepare for the breakup your mind begins to prepare to be cheated on then you begin to do things like that is already true that will now jeopardize the relationship a relationship that was destined to prosper but because of your fear but because of your fear you begin to act differently talk differently contrary to what you really want because there is lodged in your subconscious mind a negative thoughts this is what happens and uh, you know this is how people sabotage the blessings they have because you see every you were born blessed born again with all that god has not just what god has for you but all that god has because all that belongs to the father he has given to the son and that means he has held nothing back from us so we have everything 
But you see, if we don't understand these things I'm sharing now, we will not take advantage of them. So you see, you are supposed to start from this, you know, from the, the understanding that you are blessed. You're not trying to get blessed. You are blessed. And the devil knows this. But he hopes you think you are not blessed and start to do things like someone that is not blessed. You see, there's a huge difference between one who walks from the standpoint of I am blessed, I have everything I need, though they are in the spiritual space. It's different from the person who says, oh my God, how am I going to get God to bless me? You're not going to get God to bless you because he has blessed you already. What you are going to get to do is to believe God. Study the word. Study what God says to you. Know it very well. Not if, not from a religious point of view, not, not a religious perspective, but rather from a revelatory perspective. What God really says about us. Very few people actually know what, the, what God says about the new creation. That, that's the problem. And today, I don't want you to continue to have that problem. I want you to understand that God has blessed you. So if you are in a relationship and you, like I was saying, and you're thinking, oh, it won't last. And you know, it, it may not be obvious to you. You may not know that's what you are actually thinking. I mean, these thoughts are deep within and they have been there f- since we were young. I mean, imagine a child growing up in, uh, in an abusive home. You know, parents don't get along family members don't get along that's what they have learned to think life is that's what they expect life to be that i mean that was their first classroom and that's what the family members the people around them taught them to expect yes you may say okay yeah so that's deep within their minds so yes they have now grown even at the young age they want good things it's like they want something good which they should want, but there is this other uh, reality presented to them by the people around them. They don't want that. But you have told them this way it is. This is what we have, and that's what you're going to have. That's the way children process things. They process things as to what they see with their eyes. Remember, they are innocent, and you are their teachers, and they learn things from you. I'm just using this as an example. Your case may not be exactly this, but you see, the child grows up knowing that Families don't function well. They don't do well. There's a lot of chaos, a lot of family feuds, and all of that. So they, they, they know this to be possible. They've seen it with their innocent eyes as a child growing up. All right. But they grow up and they taste some good things about life and all of that. You know, even when they were growing up, let me say this. Even when they were growing up, they, some good things came into their lives. So it's not as if they think that, oh, no good thing will come. Yes, good things will come, but they don't last. Mommy loves daddy today. Mommy's happy with daddy today. Three days later, mommy's shouting and screaming at daddy. And for the next two, three weeks, mommy and daddy are fighting, not talking to each other or being violent, you know, in some cases. So they have come to think that life is, okay, you get good things, but they don't last. So enjoy it while it lasts. Then... It goes away violently, you know. So they have learned these things. They have seen these things. So they are now growing up. They're becoming adults, you know. Maybe they become teens. They become adults in the 20s and all that. Then what happens? They want good things. 
they see other people that are happy. They say, I like this. I want it. Now they have two thoughts. There's one that is so strong because it was there. It grew up with them. It might even be dormant in a way. But don't be deceived. Such people expect their lives to go the way their family, family, you know, were when they were growing up. So this person now grows up, meets someone that wants to marry them, a very good guy. Let's say she's a lady, you know, who grew up like that. But she now meets a man who loves her, wants to be with her. Then. She remembers. Mommy and daddy were never happy in their relationship. So marriages don't really work. Marriages don't really work. If there's any good thing about it, it doesn't last. So she expects that this relationship won't last. That even if they get to the point of marriage, she's going to have the same experience her mom and dad you know, had. And if they do have children, our children will experience what she experienced. So all these things are there she might not even remember these things she might even have shut them from her mind yeah no people do that traumatic experiences the mind finds a way to forget them you're just it's, it's a you know it's not really forgotten it's already a program in the mind even though it is working behind it's like the back end of your mind you know it's not it's not obvious it's not at the forefront you know so what God expects you to do is to receive the word. And when you hear the word of God that says everything will be fine and all of that, there's a conflict. There's a conflict deep inside the mind. No. Deep inside the mind is the thought that you know things don't work, things don't good things don't last, you know, marriages don't work, families are dysfunctional, this is the way it is. Then the word of God says, no, families work. Everything will be great. I'll be with you. I will help you. Everything will work fine. And you're like, deep inside the mind, there's a conflict taking place. There's a battle taking place. Now, for those of you who don't know about uh, demonization, demons are spirits. Let me, let, me, let me say this here. Demons are spirits. And the way demons interact with humans is, is through thoughts. So, demons can influence other people to create a situation around you that will reinforce a negative thought. For example, that child who moves the parents to do such things. In such situations, children are the target of the devil, really. Because the adults will die one day and go, but they need to prepare for the next generation. So, they start influencing the next generation through the adults so those demons have been there sponsoring those things reinforcing that this is the way life is so when those thoughts are now internalized as it is with children the demon has found a house where it can stay because thoughts are just spirits in the mind realm and there are words in the physical realm sounds in the physical realm. It's just energy. That's what spirits are. Okay. Alright, so when God begins to when you begin to hear the gospel 
everything is fine. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. A part of, I mean, the person may be shouting, yeah, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yes, it's true. But inside that person's mind are thoughts that contradict what God says. So how do you change it? Because you need to change what is deep inside you. Any negative thought sponsored by a spirit to become a habit that is contrary to the will of God has to be cast out. But not just cast out. The mind has to be reprogrammed. That's why you don't just read the word of God and move on. No. You want to do a deep, deep study. You want to know what God is really saying. Because many times people read the word of God without even knowing what it's saying. They can repeat it to you, but they have not really taught it. And this is this is very strange. You know, I'll give you an example. If you tell Christians the Bible says that death has been abolished, they don't even know what you're talking about. They have read it many times. Christians, professing Christians, practicing Christians, many of them don't know that immortality is possible. They don't even know 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. They don't. They have read it. Their minds will, you know, will change what it means to them because they can't accept that what do you mean immortality? No, it's not possible. Death has been abolished because all their lives they have seen people die. So what do you mean immortality? What do you mean death has been abolished? They can't accept it. There are many things that the word of God says that you think a Christian should know. They don't they can read it to you. They can quote it. They can tell you where it is written. That is their conscious mind. Deep inside of them, they believe in death. That death is inevitable. So in their minds, to live up to 60 is a big plus for them. It's a goal. So immortality is far from their thoughts. A life that is free of chaos, free of sickness and disease is not possible for them. They don't think it. Deep inside them, they, they expect their lives to be the same. The only thing they are hoping for is that they'll die and make heaven. That's why they're saying heaven at last. Oh, we just want to make heaven. That's their goal. They don't mind every other experience. They expect themselves to fall sick. They expect themselves to be broke sometimes. You know, they expect themselves to have conflict like every other human. That, that's what they really think. Many of them don't know immortality. Are you are you serious? Immortality, you won't die. They don't. They don't expect that. They don't believe it, even though it's written in the Bible. If they were to read that place, read that part of the scriptures now, they will interpret it differently. That's why you have so many funny interpretations out there. People who have experiences that contradict the word of God which they have held on to and are not willing to let go of and those people what happens to them is this they will read the word of God and change its meaning to suit their beliefs so the word of God doesn't change them and you don't see the effect you don't see the miracles promised so some people God is just hey if you need help just cry unto God that's all they don't talk to God they don't believe a relationship with God is possible. They don't believe that. I mean, I remember uh, one time I was telling some people that Jesus is God. Some, do you know some some professing Christians? Some people believe Jesus Christ is not God. That is just a prophet. I'm not talking Muslims. I'm talking those who go to church. How can, if you don't believe in the deity of Christ, how can you believe that He is going to save you from hell? 
Who can save from hell if not a deity? You get to experience what you truly believe in the word of God. Not just what you say with your mouth, but what you truly believe. The word of God is supposed to change your mind to agree with God to the point you start thinking like God. That's where the miracles really begin. Anybody can pray for you and you get a miracle, yes. But those people will not always be there to do that. They won't. And there's a point they get to that. They can even pray and you see nothing. What God wants is not for you to totally depend on another person all the time, but rather to believe the word of God and effect a miracle. First, you effect a change of mind that will now result in a miracle because that's your life. It's not a struggle for you. It's natural for you to live the supernatural life. So that's exactly what God is saying to us. How do you expect to see a miracle when your mind disagrees with God? At at the subconscious level, you are shouting, hey, I'm a great person. But deep inside of you, you have the fear of failure. I'm not just talking, you know, you're facing fear. No, I'm talking deeply embedded within your mind is the belief that you would fail. It's a strong belief. So that even when you begin to succeed, you expect it to not last. So it will not make you do things that will jeopardize the success and crash the whole thing. That's what you see happening to many people. But you can end it today. How? Take the word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, to show you truths in the word of God. And stay on that truth until the contrary belief you have deep inside of you comes to the surface. Then you can attack it and remove it and reprogram your mind with the word of God. That's exactly what we are talking about. So you need to do that today. You can start from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. Read it. If I read your chapter, read it again and again and again. It may sound unbelievable, incredible to you. It sounds incredible to the old man. You mean death is, we won't die. For the new man, it is natural. See, if you are truly born again, your spirit doesn't expect to die. It doesn't expect you to to go through death. No. Because your spirit knows all things. It knows all things. It expects you to live. So when you begin to do things or say things that are contrary to that, it's strange. So you need to get the word of God concerning you. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. To show you things about you that no man knows. To reveal the thought patterns that are sabotaging your life. You know, I've, you know, you, you try to help people. I've seen people who expect to fail, expect marriage not to be for them. So even if they get into a relationship, they subconsciously self-sabotage. They start acting in ways. Let me give you an example. A wonderful lady, beautiful, good-hearted, born again, kind, I mean, salt of the earth, wonderful person, the dream of any man, beautiful, within, without, always. But as deep inside her, 
they believe that she will never have a successful relationship that even if she gets married it won't work that it will be hell for her you know what is going to happen to such ladies on the surface she would want marriage genuinely truthfully wow my god i found a man of my dreams and all of that then as she continues to believe that which is good the deep thoughts within our mind kicks in at a certain point. And what you begin to see is that this nice, wonderful, well-behaved lady would do something to end that relationship. She might even cheat on the man. Something she would never think she would do. That deep mindset she has would just take over one day and make her do things Contrary to who she is, consciously is. She might just steal and embarrass the guy and end the relationship. And after that, she will never steal again until she's in another relationship and she needs to do something to end it. And she's like, why, why did I do that? What just happened? No, you see, your dominant thought deep within your subconscious mind is this has become an is become an entity on its own a spirit being that will now take over your body take over your mind take over your rest your actions and cause you to do something to bring that evil thought to pass self-fulfilling prophecy you expect it not to work even though it's supposed to work it has all the ingredients for a successful relationship you just have to do something since you can't see and this works both ways that spirit in our mind will either cause her to act in a way that will end the relationship or enter into the man and make him do something that will end the relationship that's a force that's a powerful force that controls a lot of people you see a man that has never cheated on his on his girlfriends before never suddenly gets into a relationship with a lady and the next thing he knows is cheating left right center and he's wondering what's going on there's a spirit in the lady that demands that whoever goes out with her must cheat on her and until you cast out that spirit and change the lady's mindset whoever goes even if he's a saint he will cheat on her he will do something to jeopardize that relationship because she doesn't expect to have a successful relationship it has not it has gone from being just a thought it has gone on to being a spirit being an idol in our hearts idols are a pseudo god that have the, almost the same influence and power over you because the bible says that to whomever you submit yourself to obey to that thing you have become a servant it's a law. You may not like it. It doesn't matter. You have now a servant to that idol. So you will do its bidding. Many of you doing things you can't explain. Go and check your minds. Pray to God to open your hearts. Take you back in time to a point in your past where this idol came in and grew in influence until the point where it can now make you do things it wants. That's it. I'll give you another example. Have you heard of 
temple prostitutes. Yeah. They are t- go, and, go and do a study on them. When those women, several decades after, do you think those spirits that makes those women do those things are, are gone? They are still there. You see a lady who has everything still selling her body. You think, of course, she gave consent to some degree. But trust me, habits are hard to break, especially when a spirit is involved. To dislodge a spirit, there are two things you do. One, you cast it out. But casting out a spirit is not necessarily a you know a permanent solution. You can cast out a spirit, the spirit can always come back. You know why? It takes me to the second thing you can do. Change the mindset of the individual. Because as long as they hold on to the whole mindset, that mindset is the house of the spirit. As long as that mindset is there, the spirit has a house in that person. So when you cast out a spirit, you want to also change their mindsets so that they are no longer accommodating to that spirit. So those are the two things. The, the, strong, the best way is to change the mindset of the person. And in some cases, in many cases, you need to do both. Cast out the spirit, change their mindset. Because if the spirit is there and you're trying to change their mindset, it can be difficult. So what you want to do is do both. Cast out the spirit, change the mindset. Preferably, is if you can find a way under a strong anointing, you can break the stranglehold of such spirits over people's minds by t- giving them the word under the anointing. The word of God preached to you under the anointing is powerful d- to dislodge the spirit that is in the mind of the person. So what you want to do is cast out the spirit and change the mindset. That's where teaching comes in. That's where preaching comes in. Okay? So, if you find yourself in this situation, I'm going to pray for you and God is going to help you. And you may, you will find, some of you will find yourself having dreams that don't make sense at all. You find yourself doing things like, I will never do this. Sister, brother, that may just be what's in your subconscious mind that is hidden to you. So if you find yourself doing things you never would do normally, that's what's happening behind the scenes that you are not aware of. So the Holy Ghost is using dreams to reveal them to you. So when you wake up from such dreams, you take them to God in prayer. Say, Lord, I saw this in my dream. Please, can you enlighten me on what this is? And you begin to speak in tongues over it, pray over it, you will hear something. The answer may come immediately, it may come later, but you will get it. Write it down, write down the dreams and everything. Take it to God in prayer. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening to me. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that their minds will be opened. I pray, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, as they have heard this word, it will bring salvation to them, spirit, soul, and body. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that the devils holding onto these people's minds and giving them the wrong mindsets are broken off of them in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I pray by the authority you have given to me as an apostle and, and a prophet, one who walks under both offices i pray in jesus name their minds are set free their minds are set free in jesus name i decree freedom liberty let the spirit of god come in as they listen to this word and receive it 
the spirit of god has entered invaded their minds and it, the spirit of god will dislodge and remove totally evacuate and reject eject every contrary spirit and mindset from them in jesus name amen i expect to hear your testimonies please share your testimonies with us god bless you i love you very much have a great day amen bye for now <music>